Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's get into it now, Cowboys Nation, and hit this scientific method and get all of the goods down there from the star with a guy, Patrick No C. Walker. Pat, sir, how you doing, brother? I'm great. What's the good word, King? Man. Just enjoying this this last week until we hit the playoffs and things start to get tight and the nerves start going crazy. But uh, <laughs> it, it's it's been around. Haven't been man. going crazy already. You know, you, you, part you of me haven't been going crazy already. Part of me feels good about this game, but it is decent. It is going to Washington. You know, things get really weird, but you know, I, I feel pretty good about this one. That's, that's fair. I think with the the nerves going crazy thing it's it's mostly just december football i mean because if you look at it the cowboys going into december they're coming off of that hot streak uh following the philadelphia loss or the loss in philadelphia you know you rattle off five straight you get uh tyron smith for seven consecutive games and november was absolutely magnificent you get into the beginning of december and you're like all right here we go yeah and you need the philadelphia eagles to continue to flop and and uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, no, they're, they're going to win out. Look at their schedule. And you and I and others, we had these conversations where we sat, we stood on that table, stood on business and said that, now I know me for, specifically said that I believe that they were going to lose to the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, despite it being in Philadelphia. And I still believe they're going to, you know, drop this one to the Giants because I thought they were going to split against the Giants. But even if they don't, um, the damage has been done because now the now destiny is back in the hands of the Cowboys. So just go handle your business. Well, wait, haven't you heard, Patrick? The great AJ Brown gave an amazing speech at his locker. Everything is turned around in Philly. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the same AJ Brown that had refused to speak to media yeah. on two separate occasions for two consecutive weeks because even after they escaped with the victory. Uh, the week prior to the Cardinals, he still refused to speak because he didn't necessarily like uh, his lack of involvement in, in that particular game. In the that, same yeah, AJ Brown, who was yeah, who was outproduced by Julio Jones in the, in the loss <laughs> against the Arizona Oof. Cardinals. So um, I mean, sure, I guess if that's what they want to hang their hat on is AJ Brown putting on the PR mask because it took him two weeks of PR coaching to finally say the right things in front of the camera. I mean, sure, go for it. But the reality <laughs> is all the Cowboys need to do is win this game, and they got the division, the number two seed, and at least one home game in the playoffs. They win that one, they get a second home game, which is exactly what they need. Indeed. And the practice report came out uh, from Wednesday yesterday that, that we'll, we'll see who will be playing. It was a lengthy one. But a lot of that was about rest and whatnot. Can you kind of give us an update on said practice report? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of rest days. Uh, well, I should say a lot of rest yesterday for some veterans. Obviously, that's going to be the case for Wednesday. Uh, and a little bit of Thursday as well. Uh, we'll see who gets the rest today. But on yesterday, outside of rest, the only ones that you really need to kind of keep an eye on, Wanye Thomas, he's dealing with an illness, which is that bug that's just kind of going around the facility. Uh, it, it even attacked me. 
a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so, Jeez. you know, for those that are for those that are saying, you know, keep the guys safe, I couldn't even keep myself safe. Um, so we'll see if one year Thomas is, is available for the game. We'll see how these next couple of days go. Uh, for him, Malik Hooker still kind of nursing that ankle injury. He popped up with uh, another illness, you know, a couple of weeks ago. He battled it. He missed the Buffalo game because of it. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Um, but at the same time, you have so many guys getting healthy, like Rico Dowdle, for example. He was limited, uh, back to limited participation after missing last week's game with that ankle injury that's been bothering him for, you know, five, six weeks. So it looks like Rico Dowdle is turning back uh, toward being on the field. He told me specifically yesterday that he will be back, um, but we'll see if he gets that medical clearance. Looks good for him. Jonathan Hankins also trending in the right direction, limited participant for the first time since suffering his high ankle sprain several weeks ago that's cost him three games. Uh, Tyron Smith, guess what? No back designation, just a good old-fashioned rest day for Tyron Smith. So that's great news there. Um, and for the most part, Tyler Smith is still touching touch and go at the moment. Didn't participate yesterday in practice. Uh, I think that he does really have a chance with that torn plantar fascia, which is, mm. for those that don't know, it's actually better to fully tear that than it is to strain or partially tear. He really does have a chance, but I'm of the mindset uh, still that if this were the playoffs, he plays. But because it's not, and not dissimilar from Hankins, Hankins needs to come back and get some, you know, greases wheels after time off. But Tyler might need this rest to make sure that he's where he needs to be for the playoffs. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking as well. I mean, I feel like this is a must win. He can play, but it's it's not. And you, and Tyler or Tyler TJ Bass has played good enough for you to be go to go out there and execute your offense. In my opinion, right, one hundred percent. And I think that's the that's the situation where you have to look at it and say, how do we balance? the need to win a game of this magnitude with understanding what comes after this game, regardless of the outcome of this yeah. game. Uh, so when you're looking at Hankins, you have to look at it from an aspect of the, the long run in that he's had several weeks to get healthy. He's back in limited practice. He's starting to look good. He's moving well. Okay, there you go. Let's get the rust off of him. But when you look at Tyler Smith, you say, okay, well, you know, he's played uh, the majority of the season, missed a couple games early in the season. But he, he's played the majority of the season and several weeks through what could be described as a strained plantar fascia. Um, and now here we are. He finally tears it. That's why Rappaport described it that way. He finally tore it, which is not a bad thing. It's actually a better thing. Um, and now you have to ask yourself, well, how effective can T.J. Bass be? Well, you've seen T.J. Bass uh, at several points over the season and at no point did anyone point at T.J. Bass as a reason that something didn't mm -hmm. go well, as something that a run didn't produce, or something, or, or the reason that, you know, uh, a pass block was missed or anything like that. So because there's not this massive, massive drop-off um, from Tyler to T.J. Bass and in a situation where, I mean, let's be frank, you're not going up against the the best defensive line in the NFC East or the NFC anymore because they don't have, uh, those horses like, you know, Montez Sweat and Chase Young and Jonathan Allen, we talk about the injury report, Jonathan Allen did not participate yesterday um, with injuries. So keep keep an eye on that. And also as an, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As a connected aside, as a related aside, Kendall Fuller, Nickelback, starting Nickelback, he didn't practice yesterday either. So um, it's a game that you should win and win handily, but you still need Hankins to get his reps 
Smith, I say give him the week off so he he's good to go for uh, two weeks from now. Yeah, I remember that. That's the same injury Tony had some years back. He missed a game and then he, and he came back and he was able to play. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. So so the good thing he he tore it completely and it's not going to you know drag. But speaking about the running backs, question for you uh, because Fehoko and please explain this too. Fehoko is now activated on a fifty three with Deuce Vaughn being designated to IR with this injury out of nowhere. To me, initially, I said on Twitter, could this be a sign that they feel good about Rico Dowdle? Because I don't think you do that given the situation with Rico and his ankle and then you don't have any more call-ups from Malik Davis. So the, the running back room feels a bit messy to me right now, Pat. No, they 100% have confidence in, in Rico Dowdle's uh, physical status right now. And, and like you said, if they didn't, they wouldn't have made the move to add Junior Fajoko, which although I'm, I'm a huge fan of Junior Fajoko's motor, he still has a lot of development to, to you know go uh, to undertake going forward. But then keep in mind, if you look at the defensive line and the defensive end room, it, there is a log jam. So where do you get Junior in? Because he was largely inactive before he went on IR in the first place. Mm -hmm. So for you to bring that guy up um, in that position where you already are trying to figure out reps, and let a running back go to IR, put a running back on IR, that has to send the message that they feel really good about Rico Dowdle going into uh, this game and the playoffs as well. And then also keep in mind, Tony Pollard, he's still completely healthy. Tony spoke on yesterday, said he feels physically wonderful, which is great news. Uh, and then you have the, we'll talk about it here in a second, uh, you have the fact that the Cowboys added a running back on yesterday, I believe it's uh, the best NFL name I've heard since Puka Nakua, <laughs> which is Ray, Racy McMath. Yo, that right? name's crazy. Um, so, I mean, you, you have the fact that they added a couple guys um, on yesterday. So, I mean, they, they're making some moves to make sure they have some assurance alongside Malik Davis on the practice squad. But then also keep in mind that there's this Dalvin Cook equation. Yes, please, um, please dive really, into that. Yeah. Formally waived on yesterday, subject to waivers, as is every veteran who is waived after the uh, trade deadline. Quick correction, it's not Racy. Racy McGrath is, McMath is the wide receiver. So Roderick Thompson is the running back. So quick correction there. Um, but Dalvin Cook, subject to waivers. Um, and based on some conversations I'm having, I think he clears waivers. I don't think that teams – I know – based on conversations I had yesterday, I don't think the Cowboys are interested in claiming him because they don't want to claim the contract. So even though his contract was reworked so that he could get a mutual release from the Jets, um, there's still, I think, 490-plus thousand that you would be claiming. Uh, and the Cowboys look at that as very expensive for, you know, several-week rental on a practice squad who might not see the field. But I'm also told they are, in fact, interested in him as a free agent. So if he hits free agency mm. – uh, they will, in fact, give him a call to see what his numbers are to, to try to add him to the practice squad. So definitely a thing there. I know some are saying um, – I've seen some tweets out there that are saying that they're not interested. That's actually not correct at all. They're not interested in uh, claiming him at the current price, but if he hits free agency, then absolutely. Although I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, it comes out that they did place a claim and change their mind. But as it stood as of yesterday, that's how they wanted to attack the Dove and Cookie question. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, because, like I said, the room is 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 strange. And then the Sir Roderick Thompson, by signing him, that to me signifies they're looking for some type of help or bodies in that room. Because right now you got technically, if I'm keeping it to being, one healthy running back and then the other one you have to cut somebody to call up in Malik Davis. 
Right, absolutely. And now keep in mind, uh, when it comes to the playoffs, the, the practice squad elevation clock resets. So, you know, be it Malik Davis or, um, you know, Malik Jefferson, for example, whomever is on that practice squad gets another three call-ups. Uh, well, actually, right. not even three. It's, un- it's unlimited. So you can call a guy up an unlimited number of times in the playoffs in the practice squad, but that clock gets to reset. So as soon as, you know, this regular season concludes, Malik Davis is back in play and those other guys on the practice squad are back in play. So kind of a housekeeping note for you there. But it's still going to have Sir Roderick versus Malik Davis on the practice squad. And if Dalvin Cook clears waivers and then potentially joins the Cowboys, then you really have a robust running back situation as far as insurance is concerned. And, And I think that's where we have to draw the clear and definitive line because so many people are looking at those of us who want Delvin Cook, and I can't speak for everyone, but I know there's a large faction of us that, that want Delvin Cook for the right reason. We are not saying, and I am not saying, I want Delvin Cook as a replacement for either Tony Pollard or Rico Dowdle. Get, get that out of here. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is my trauma response from January in San Francisco tells me that knock on wood, if player mm. X were to go down in the running back room during the game against San Francisco, potentially in the NFC Championship this time around with a Super Bowl on the line, I want to be able to look at the, the running back insurance policy that we have and say, I feel good with putting a guy like Dalvin Cook in, proven in the league for a long time, been one of the best running backs in the league outside of this down season, uh, versus saying, well, you know what? Malik Davis, I believe you can, but, but, but. So, Roger right. Thompson, I, I, we're just meeting. I don't know you like that. You probably have a lot of potential, but what have you done to this point? No disrespect to him. This is simply, you know, data. This is simply sample size. This is simply resume. Dalvin Cook has the resume. He's still fresh, only 69 reps uh, for the Jets. So that's what I'm looking at him as, is absolute insurance against what happened last January to keep it from happening this January in the event it does. If it doesn't, Alvin Cook doesn't see a rep on the field, and I'm totally fine with that as well. Low-risk, high-reward type situation, I don't I don't think it hurts you at all. Uh, very similar situation you talked about with uh, insurance, Lyle Collins. You know, Cowboys yeah. signed Lyle Collins, and yeah, they have their three tackles, uh, but this seems to be an insurance situation. Can you can you give us a, I don't know if say update, but like what is what is the plan for Lyle Collins here? Well, it's not different from what the plan would be for Delvin Cook. So I know people we talked about Tyler Smith and his injury. That, ladies and gentlemen, is not expected to be a long term injury at all. Great reference from you, uh, Will, as far as uh, Tony Pollard suffered a torn plantar fascia. He missed a week and he was back the next week. That's how those types of injuries go. So this, the signing of Lyle Collins is not indi- indicative of a Tyler Smith, a bigger Tyler Smith issue at all. It's also not, and I repeat, it is not, let me say it one more time, it is not a warning shot to Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele oh, just signed a multi-year yeah, contract. Yeah, I hear he people say that. Right yeah, stop it. Stop it. And I, I get it. You could, We can make the argument, like we can have a, a, a debate on if it should or should not be, but the fact is it is not. And I will also say that if it were going to be something that was a warning shot to Terrence Steele, it would have to be a little bit more robust than Lyle Collins, um, who still he looks physically great. I said this a couple of days ago when I saw him uh, walking uh, in the facility. He was big smile, and he just looks phenomenal. He is absolutely in shape. 
but he's also got he's coming off of a major injury. He's had several major injuries over the past couple of seasons. So you still need to see what he looks like in football shape when he's on the field. He's not a warning shot to steal. What he is is an, a potential upgrade over Chuma Idoga. That is how you have to look at it. He is a potential upgrade over Chuma Idoga. I'm told plan is for him to be right. I mean, for him to be a swing tackle, Lyle Collins, not a guard. But it is a beautiful thing that he has the ability to pop in that guard if needed. So that that's beautiful, but that's not the plan. Uh, just a good availability in that aspect. But they saw what Chuma Idoga did against the Dolphins, and they went ahead and pulled the trigger to make sure that that doesn't happen with the season on the line. So Lyle Collins, he's expected to finalize his deal this morning. So everybody breathe as we have this conversation. doesn't feel like a Randy Gregory situation. They just had to work out a couple more things, but it's expected to happen today. And then, of course, Damian Wilson is joining him on the uh, class reunion for the Cowboys. It's Patrick Nosey Walker, DallasCowboys.com. A is Thursday. That means we get the science lab. Can you give us a teaser on that one? Oh, 100%. Um, on DallasCowboys.com, 10 a.m. Central Time, no later than 11 a.m. Central Time. This week's edition of Science Lab drops, uh, and I dug deeply, deeply into the rushing attack issues that the Cowboys have been having lately to try to figure out or try to detail how good or how bad it is. And surprisingly enough, it's not as bad as everyone thinks, but it's also not as good as the Cowboys think. And that is a problem for me. So make sure you check out the science lab uh, that drops in about an hour or so, you know, so we can talk about that and how the Cowboys can fix their the rushing attack going into the playoffs because they're sooner or later they're going to need it. Yes, I'm. I'm looking forward to that. And actually, great, great segue because I'll be talking about that here in our next segment. Appreciate you, big bro. That's Patrick Nosey Walker, DallasCowboys.com. What a segue! What a segue! It's like. Thanks for watching and make sure to follow and subscribe to A to Z Dallas so you don't miss an episode of The Scientific Method. Every Thursday morning, 9 a.m. Central on Facebook and YouTube with every episode available on A to Z Sports.com.